0: Winning Sizen returns at mybookie.ag and it's time to get in on the action. First time players can get started by doubling your first deposit, giving you the firepower to add excitement to the games you love. College football odds boosts, NFL lock of the week season and over $500,000 in contest prizes live on site Bookie. I know you're going to bet this season, so do the smart thing and sign up with my bookie and use our promo code ZABE. That's Charlie Zulu Alpha Bravo Echo to get your first ever deposit matched dollar for dollar. That's extra money credited to your account instantly just for using promo code ZABE and making your first deposit today. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie, and when you win, get paid. Today on the Cast, if there was any doubt about who gets second chances in the NFL versus who's thrown out like garbage, well, this week was another reminder. As Patrick Mahomes to Tyreek Hill looks like a damn cheat code. Kevin Sheehan joins me, and we'll discuss Ryan Fitzpatrick's trip to the IR with a hip injury, plus coaches, stadiums, owners, and announcers. All that plus maybe... Google image search would be a good idea, NBC. Your bonus, no holds barred, 40 minutes of me is locked and loaded, so buckle up, man.
1: Let's go. Here we go.
0: Tuesday, September 14, 2021. Thank you for downloading. Let's get right to it. Remember when Tyreek Hill was seemingly cooked for good As an NFL player, like, no way, this guy. This guy is never going to play again. It was the peak of the Me Too sensitivity and domestic violence. And holy shit, if Ray Rice was basically blackballed from the league for what he did, certainly Tyreek Hill and his treatment of his pregnant girlfriend and the stuff that he had done in college would have made the NFL say, you know what, we don't need this guy. Well, talent, trumps, everything. Cheetah had a seventy five yard touchdown in their win against Cleveland, and it was another We're case little- another case of this is actually unfair. I'll let the great Brian Baldinger, NFL Network, at Baldy NFL on Twitter. He's great with his breakdowns. He spends no effort to try to make the video clear or piped into his Twitter feed and edited. He just holds up his phone. The screen is often at an angle, so it's a little bit weird. And then he just narrates. And I fucking love it.
2: We're looking a little bleak at Arrowhead on Sunday with 10-24 to go in the fourth. When the Browns took the lead 29-20, Mahomes set the back out wide. And he's going to get flushed from the pocket. Clowney comes around the corner. He steps up. And right there on the arrowhead logos, Tyreek Hill, somehow Patrick Mahomes with Jordan Elliott chasing him, can just launch this rocket full of helium and Tyreek just adjusted. (laughs) And in one play, the Chiefs went 75 yards to pay dirt. And it looked a little bit like this for Mahomes. Does anything faze this guy? Like, here he goes. Tackles doing a pretty good job. He steps up, he's buying time. But he's got a big time defensive tackle chasing him. Look, he's looking left all the way to Tyreek. What well, can I get on it? Can I get anything on it? Sometimes you just underthrow it, let the receiver go adjust. And in one play, the Chiefs cut the lead to 29 27.
0: Dead run, crosses body, at least 40 yards downfield. Sure, it was underthrown technically, but it's Tyreek Hill. He made the adjustment, 75 yards, suddenly they're back in the game. 9 point lead, 10 minutes to go. Browns have them really, really in trouble. Goddamn cheat code these two. And this is why. And I guess I got to give the you know, the got to give the Chiefs credit. They played it very calm on Tyreek Hill. They said all the right things. They shut up when things were at their diceiest with him. And they just slow walked the process every bit of it because they know Tyreek Hill is one of one he's one of one like there hasn't been a one-of-one at his position ever because he is so fast and because he does like a frisbee catching dog he just goes up and gets everything here was Patrick Mahomes afterwards reacting to a meme that's going around the internet which goes something like uh Patrick Mahomes reacts to the fuck it Tyreek down there somewhere meme. I don't know if you've seen this meme going around but it's like fucking Tyreek is down there. That comes from which it is funny you said that I literally I literally just saw that I literally just saw that, and uh, that I mean, sometimes it, it'd be like that, is what I have to say. I mean, sometimes you just got to throw it up. He's a little dude, but he goes and catches it, and he's, he's pretty fast, so uh, usually good things happen. Yeah, usually good things happen. I love how he sounds like Bleeding Guns Murphy. Yeah, you're devil. you got that damn wood. I literally just saw that, and uh, that yeah. you know, sometimes it, it'd be like bow, bow, boom, 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 <laughs> boom. That's what I have to say. I mean, sometimes you just got to throw it up. He's a little dude, but he goes and catches it, and he's, and he's pretty fast, so uh, usually good things happen. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at now the uh, the memes. Fuck it, Tyreek down there somewhere. Absolute cheat code. On to Aaron Rodgers. Boy, is he catching a lot of heat from Packer fans. Aaron Rodgers is his own cat. And I'm not saying he doesn't love football. He obviously does. Otherwise, he would never be as good at it as he is. But he doesn't want to seem to be rah-rah about football. Tom Brady, on the other hand, loves football and projects in a way that is more invested than say Aaron Rodgers. Here was Brady after their week one win on Thursday night.
2: Hey what's up? Hope you guys had a great weekend. Football is officially back and it's great to be one and oh. We got a big week ahead. The marathon's just getting started. We got a lot to improve on and I'm excited. For this week,
0: let's go. Me, my t- and then there's a highlight package he puts in there. You know, Brady embraces social media more than Aaron Rodgers, which is fine. It's, you know, n- neither proof that he's more into it than Rodgers or not, but it's just a different vibe. Good for Jameis Winston for his win. Crab leg kid trying to reconstruct his career. And you know what's also great about Jameis is he's so authentic to what he is which is a bit of a knucklehead a guy who's had some troubles as well this was his post-game interview on fox after the win against green bay
2: how did the defense in the running game give overall shape to the way this played out james well, i just think we were prepared
1: you know one thing my uh my trainer he told me he said what did he say he just told <laughs> us to be prepared how- wait what
0: <laughs> one thing my trainer told me was wait what did he say again
1: we were prepared you know, one thing my uh, my trainer he told me. He said What did he say? He just told us to be prepared.
0: <laughs> such impression, it's such an amazing wisdom that his trainer imparted, he couldn't even remember it. Drew Nowakowski. Thank you, Dr. Drew. He's Dr. Noah on Twitter, N O W A. He tweets, "Hey Zabe, here's your Aikman cliché box score." For the game on Sunday. Good job seven times. Great job once. Nice job once. Outstanding job once. Heck of a job once. So that is one, two, three, four. That's 11 jobs Aikman gave. Opportunity four. Challenge or challenging three. Good stuff three. Nice play two. Heck of a route two. And great effort one. I got to say, Drew. That that is magnificent. If you could keep this for every Aikman game, I'd love to see it. If you have time, I know it's it's a bit much, and you got to listen closely and make sure you're ticking off the times that Aikman says this stuff. But oh my god! And again, I apologize for anybody who now is like, "God damn it, Zabe!" Now I can't stop hearing it. Kind of like when you pointed out that Al Michaels whines like this on big plays. I can't stop hearing it. We all see it. We all hear it with Troy. We all hear it. Then there's this. I tweeted after the Zadarius Smith bullshit roughing the passer call, in which he hit Jameis Winston neither late, nor in the head, nor down below the knees. Hit him right across the chest with a perfect forearm. It looked bad because Jameis was bailing out, and he was off his feet, and he got depleted flag. 15 yards playing football. It's the kind of thing that prompted me to just tweet, you know what, this is more number one bullshit from this league. And I said, if my job didn't require it, I'd probably be a watch the 30-minute shortcuts version of the games I cared about on my schedule on Sundays instead of doing what I do now, which is to flush glorious September and October Sundays down the drain watching NFL football, starting with the pregames at 10 a.m., setting rosters for fantasy and putting in bets and then being with it all day and all afternoon long. That's what I probably would be. Now, my job kind of requires – air quotes, me, to be there present. But it feels like such a waste. And what frustrates me is, you know what? To see calls like that made that have huge impact on the game, huge impacts, just makes me feel like I'm I'm a sucker for doing this. Why, why am I doing this, you know? I like football. I love football. I love the league for the most. I love the game. The, the pro game at, at its finest is great, but it's so – the product is now so – tainted with stuff that should make it unacceptable but it's such crack cocaine most of us can't quit it i certainly would modify my viewing at this point because it's just too frustrating and i'm not even getting into the whole you know the black national anthem thing which i find incredibly offensive to think oh there's another national anthem that's only for people of this skin color oh okay Talk about not unifying right there, but okay. And then the end zones end racism. Hey, when we do end racism, will there be a memo? Will I get emailed? That's all I want to know. Anyhow, a guy on Twitter, Beans Ball Blog, said of my tweet, This hits me. Why? Because my degree is in TV and radio broadcasting, because I wanted to get into sports radio. Now I could not possibly care less about the modern NFL, or baseball, or NBA, or NASCAR. How damn miserable would I be if I'd gone into that career? I don't know about miserable. I'm not miserable. I'm I'm pinching myself saying I'm the luckiest guy in the world every week to get to do this still after all these years. I wouldn't recommend it, though. Not in this day and age. As a career... No hobby, yes, uh, but career—it's—it's—it's it's, it's a real tight wire. It's a high wire act, man. I'm thinking you got a wife and kids to feed and a mortgage to pay—it's tough. That said, it's too bad because the NFL—if they would just ease up just a bit on these penalties—would be so glorious all over again. Instead, it's not. So we deal with it. We consume the product as it exists, and hopefully it doesn't get too much worse going forward. Winning season returns at mybookie.ag, and it's time to get in on the action. First-time players can get started by doubling your first deposit, giving you the firepower. boom! To add excitement to the games you love, college football odds boosts, NFL lock of the week season, and over five hundred thousand dollars in contest prizes live on site. To make winning this season your best ever with My Bookie. With a historic 18 week schedule offering more action than ever before, you need a sports book casino that's reliable, and you won't find a better place than My Bookie. I know you're going to bet this season, so do the smart thing and sign up with My Bookie and use our promo code ZABE. That's Charlie Zulu. Alpha Bravo Echo to get your first ever deposit matched dollar for dollar. That's extra money credited to your account instantly just for using promo code ZABE and making your first deposit today. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie, and when you win, get paid. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all, don't search match. You need Indeed. From Andy Poland to Kevin Sheehan, we go back to back with our Redskins slash Woof related guests on the ZabeCast. What's going on, man? My man, ladies and gentlemen, Kevin Sheehan of Morning Drive on the Team 980 and of course the Kevin Sheehan Podcast, where you can only find one Christopher J. Cooley for the regular weekly breakdowns. How was the breakdown this week from Cooley?
1: Um, You know, uh, it was great to have him back on. You know, he's coaching now out in Wyoming and very busy breaking down his own film for his own team. Uh, But it was great to have him on. Uh, He was... He was obviously not uh, thrilled with um,
0: the performance. The
1: defense uh, uh, in particular, yeah. Uh, You know, in the pass protection.
0: What Cooley does for you is absolutely invaluable for Washington football team fans because I've never seen a former player, Kevin, go to the lengths that Chris does to look at what's going on. It's tedious. It's work. You've seen it up close. I've seen it up close, but it really is revealing. Would you agree? I'm sure you do.
1: Yeah, I, I do. Um, now I don't. I don't know if he's going to do it, you know, on on the regular basis that he's done it in the past. But he loves it. That it, it was never work for That's him. That's true. I mean, as tedious as it was, it was like a passion of his to sit down for. You know there were there were days I remember he would say the next morning. Yeah. I I finished at like four in the morning. I, I started like at six last night. Um, but he loves it, so uh, you know, like like we all do. When we do something we love, it doesn't seem like work.
0: Well, he likes digging into things. That's the thing he called him. He calls himself the raccoon. He loves figuring things out. <laughs> that that plus Adderall is a hell of a thing. And so he would dig in. I'm not in allowed and, to
1: talk about any of that.
0: <laughs> I, I don't either. I don't even know if he takes it or not. I'm just saying. I don't think he does. Nah, either. yeah, who knows? Uh, but bottom line is, uh, wasn't a good performance. The headline though, now that we're triaging on Monday, is Ryan Fitzpatrick. A subluxated hip. Not <laughs> broken, they don't think, but a likely stint to the short-term IR. Bad. These are the things that you like
1: to dig into, you know, medical conditions. And I don't even know what that means, um, but it does sound good.
0: Subluxated is twisted. He had his hip twisted. It, it was a tough hit he took. It was not extraordinary, in my opinion. Those hits happen all day, every day on Sundays in this league.
1: They do, but he's thirty-eight years old, so the impact. Oh, oh, he is.
0: Oh, I didn't know that, Kevin. (laughs) Wow. So maybe that maybe that's not a great idea to start a guy at thirty-eight
1: years old. So, do you think that the next piece of news we get is that he's done for the year? I think
0: that would be the betting. I mean, go ahead. You're an odds man. Done well, for the I don't year. I mean, Done. Hold on. Is, Done for the right year. There, right. Done for the year. Minus twenty two hundred. <laughs> no, comes back. Comes back and leads team to playoffs. Plus thirty six hundred.
1: Yeah, it's um. I, I'm afraid that you know when he goes for the additional, you know, medical um, evaluations, which Rivera talked about earlier today, that it might come back even worse. But who the hell knows. He's out for the next three, you know, weeks, which gives Taylor Heineke, as you know, um a, a fan favorite for many. It gives him a legit opportunity here to to basically win the job, even if Fitzpatrick comes back and is healthy.
0: I like right? Heineke, but he is as he is as much a non answer at the position as Fitzpatrick was. They don't have answers. These no, are the other team gap yesterday guys. had an answer. The other yes. team
1: yesterday had an answer.
0: So, let, so let's talk about that because Herbert okay. was available uh, at six the year that Washington took Chase Young. And I was in favor of Chase Young, still am in favor of Chase Young. But obviously there was a guy there that somehow had slipped between his senior season and draft day and was available to the Chargers. Should we have picked him up?
1: Well, I mean, there are two... Uh, different conversations one is the hypothetical if you could go back and redraft 2020 what would you do well the answer is easy if you're Washington you would take Justin Herbert no matter what you think of Chase Young because of the position that he plays that's easy any any anybody that says that they would take Young after seeing what we've seen for the last year and now one game is a fool but remember the conversation at the time wasn't about Justin Herbert. It was about Tua. Anybody that wanted to take a quarterback right. and was in favor of taking a quarterback was talking about Tua. Herbert slipped a six. I mean, so the, the Dolphins took Tua in front of Herbert. And maybe they'll be right about that. The Lions have Jared Goff as their quarterback right now. They, t- they took Jeff Okuda. Chase Young was the right pick in the moment in 2020 of April, um, April 2020. But if you were to redraft, of course you take Justin Herbert, right? That's easy. Uh,
0: in hindsight, which as we know, Spurrier once said is 50-50, of course 50-50. You do. Right. But the, what I think larger picture for this franchise is they're going to have to swallow hard and go back to taking swings at quarterbacks. It feels like they were burned by the Haskins debacle, which was an owner-driven driven brain fart but it can't deter you from going back to try to get a guy until you got a guy you got nothing you got your dick in your hands is what you got pardon my french but it's a podcast
1: you got nothing without this. I mean, um, we've seen too many teams that have the supporting cast, you know, near built out like Denver in recent years, Chicago to a lesser extent, and you, you can't even make the playoffs. Um, I am I'm not saying that you can't because teams have, I mean, Washington made the playoffs last year without good quarterback play, but you can, you're not a threat to play real games at the end of January, um, without one. And, uh, And they've got to keep trying, Zabe, you're right. They've got to keep trying. I don't think Heineke's the long-term answer either. The thing that I do like about him, though, is I think that he is um, a high-level mobility quarterback. I don't know that he does anything else well, but he really has that knack of escaping pressure and making plays. So I'm excited to see that. I didn't want to see it at the beginning of the year. I wanted to see Fitzpatrick because at the end of last year, I thought that he was as good as he's ever been in his career. And anything was an upgrade over what we had last year. I wanted Stafford. And and I, I would have gone back and offered Detroit even more. But I, I just don't think that that deal was going to happen because I think Detroit was trying to do him a solid and send him to where he wanted to go, which was the West Coast.
2: I was
0: going to say, what was the offer for Stafford that got turned uh, down?
1: Washington's offer was a first and a third. Um, and, of course, the, the Ram offer blew that out of the water.
0: What did the Rams give up in addition to golf? Uh,
1: two firsts, a third, and golf. right?
0: Yeah. Can you believe the Texans allegedly turned down three ones and three twos for Deshaun Watson?
1: Prior to everything that's happened. Yeah. Yeah. Well, prior or well, I mean,
0: post, I mean, that is a not, staggering haul.
1: Yeah, but they have one, Zabe. They had one. For, I mean, before we knew about everything that's going on with Deshaun Watson, they had yeah. one of the guys, and it's we know how hard it is to find him. So, like, you know, you're your you're feeling in the past is if you have one, you don't give them up. Um, and, uh, and, and, and they, they, they weren't going to do it, especially after the dude signed a contract six months earlier, Yeah, you know, know. a long-term deal. So I didn't have a problem with their position. Although if they knew what was going on with, you know, happy ending addiction, uh, they should have (laughs) figured out a way to dupe somebody into into three firsts and two seconds.
0: Do, uh, do you know the 32 starting quarterbacks? The Redskins slashed WFT have had since 1993. Do you know that our jersey of shame rivals that of Cleveland's, if not exceeds it?
1: Yeah, I, I I figured it was. We were the two Here. worst. I mean, Taylor
0: Heineke, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Kyle Allen, Dwayne Haskins, Case Keenan, Mark Sanchez, Josh Johnson, Alex Smith, Colt McCoy, Kirk Cousins, Robert Griffin III, John Beck, Rex Grossman, Donovan McManad, Todd Collins, Jason Campbell, Mark Brunell, Tim Hasselbeck, Patrick Ramsey, Danny Werfel, Shane Matthews, Tony Banks, Jeff George, Pratt Johnson, Trent Green, Jeff Hostel, Jeff Fraud, Gus Fraud, Heath Schuler, John Fries, Rich Gannon, Kerry Conklin, and Mark Rippen.
1: Who's the worst out of all of them? Hasselbeck?
0: Well, a guy like Josh Johnson was hanging on to the league by a thread. Hey, he, he was better than wide out. He <laughs> was terrible. When When we finally got Sanchez, he completely stunk. Uh, yeah. Beck looked great at the podium and in August, and he was shit on ice once the regular season began. <laughs> Beck-
1: Beck was Mr. Layup line. Like, he looked great in the layup lines, and then when they put him into the game, he was like, hold on, let me change. I need two more pairs of underwear. Jeff
0: Jeff
2: um, Jeff George was, Jeff George's
0: was, focus made uh, one uh, – Jeff George's level of attention to detail made Jay Cutler look like he was Tom <laughs> Brady in terms of giving a shit. Jeff George is even more – Of a, I don't give a fuck. There's a a,
2: gleam, man. There's a gleam, and (laughs) Hasselbeck
0: was horribly overmatched for talent and his pedigree, and proved that pretty quickly. It didn't help the fact that you know Gibbs didn't do him any favors when he was in there, Uh, or Spurrier actually, I think, uh, played him. I can't remember exactly who did Hasselbeck play for Gibbs.
1: Um, Hasselbeck played for Spurrier, okay. yeah, for Spurrier. But but Marty M- Marty listened to Dan for a game and a half and said, "Get him the hell yeah, out of here!" Right, and that's when he promptly took the parking spot a- away from Fred Drasner, one of the minority owners at the yeah. time. Marty was the only one, the only one that that had total control. And of course, didn't, as we know,
0: didn't Dan Shanahan. Was very- didn't Shanahan? No not, no, not the same level. Not the same level. Because Bruce brought him in and Bruce had the owner's ear.
1: No, no, Shanahan took the job before Bruce, but when Bruce came in, you know, they had the administrative general manager type, you know, all set That up. was buddy buddy with Dan. So, yeah. um,
0: well, until you anyway. get a guy, you got nothing. Uh, Rudy Gersten had a right. tweet. He said, here's a list of Washington QBs who were in $10 million their first year in D.C. Brunel. <laughs> Benched in week ten. McNabb benched in week eight. RG three tore his ACL in the wild card. Alex Smith broke his leg in week eleven. And now Ryan Fitzpatrick making ten million this year. Hip injury week one. Oh, and, it's, it's Haskins, a, and Haskins made nine million his rookie year as well.
1: that's RG three made R G three made ten million dollars his rookie
0: year in twenty twelve. Ah, that's a good question.
1: And I can't imagine that. Um, 14,
0: 14 million. Bucks 14 million. 14 million. Yeah, wow. Uh, list of, or 10 million their first year in D.C. This is Rudy Gersten tweeting it. Maybe, you know, a lot of these contracts are front loaded and they're funny money. So who knows how he calculates it. Bottom so line is, it's, it's just been a disaster and the nightmare continues.
1: And you know what? And people hate to hear this because he was a rather polarizing figure here, Kirk. as he is in his Kirk. new city in, in Minneapolis. Kirk. But Kirk Cousins, in, in the, the list of quarterbacks, was the best quarterback we've had during yeah. the Dan Snyder era. I know. And, and, and all they had to do was just give him a little bit more after that first year, and they would have had him. And he's still – Kirk still hasn't missed a game. I mean, availability is worth something. Oh. He set what yeah. six franchise passing records, and of course, everybody believes it was garbage time points, which it wasn't. But um, yeah, uh, whatever. I mean, this organization is still a bit of a train wreck, as we know, and it's it's unfortunate that Fitzpatrick had to get caught up into it, just like Alex Smith did, because they seem like nice guys. Yeah,
0: I also think that uh, Washington fans overrate like wide receivers, and so they think we got McLaurin, and we got all these other guys. We're so good. Those Charger-wide receivers are absolute oh, yeah, Kenan. killers. Keenan Allen, well, Mike mean, Williams, they made catches on throws that Herbert made that were ballsy as fuck, and it was just move the chains, move the chains, move the chains. We got one really good guy, McLaurin, Zabe. and then a bunch of other the Zay, the,
1: the they got dominated yesterday by real star players, all right? Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Austin. Oscar- I mean, Joey Bosa, that's what a real dominant, can't-check-me-no-matter-what-you're-doing pass rusher
0: yeah. looks like. Joey, the Joey, fact Bosa that they is, only, Joey Bosa is the lesser of the Bosas, and he's still dominated. And we've got all the these fact that stars the on defense. Scored,
1: yeah. The fact that they scored 20 points is a miracle. It's an aberration. I love the points allowed people. Well, uh, the defense, Ian, uh, and Zabe, they only gave up the 13 points yesterday. They were dominated yesterday. The other team went 14 of 18 on third down, (laughs) and they were in the red zone seven times on nine drives. It was flukish that they didn't put 40 up. Um, so we'll see what happens Thursday night. Yesterday was, um, yesterday was not a good day for anybody on that team. And I agree with you. I think our fan base sometimes gets wrapped up in our games and doesn't consume the league. Um, Terry McLaurin's a good player. He's not an elite player. Chase Young in the defense last year was improved. They were far from elite. Um, and they played third string and second string quarterbacks pretty much the whole year. So we'll see what happens this year. Um a lot of people were excited about this team prior to the year. Where did you have them in your annual um oh, you know predictions
0: win loss win loss I I I think I had them at 7 or 8 or maybe 9, you know, in that range. I was I was skeptical, but you know, you never want to be that guy that is, you know, pre-shitting <laughs> on the season you want <laughs> you know, you to like, go have ourselves a season well, that's right see like as i say there'll be time to shit on the team and shit on the season when it's time to pull your pants down and they're clearly a bad team so why do yeah. it in april may and june so i tend well, to try to shy away shy away from that but i just felt like i wasn't feeling it i also said this about the packers and i played the bite this morning i go i hope these guys are ready because i get the feeling that they think they just have to redo the whole season and then win the last game. They're in for a rude awakening from what I saw in August, which was nothing. And look what happened. The Saints came out and stuffed them in a locker.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think week one in the NFL can be a massive head fake. I think sometimes oh. the first couple about of weeks week two? can be a massive How about week three, head week fake? seven, yeah. week nine? What I love Ooh, about the yeah. NFL
0: is week one, we think we know some things about the coming season. And if those... Yeah those feelings are confirmed in the subsequent week 2 then we are certain kevin as media members and as fans were like okay we got two data points out of 17 it's confirmed this is who they are that's it end of story
1: and it's just not true and it never has been it's 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 such a week to week league and And things change so dramatically. And I, 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 you know, as someone who has bet the sport, as you know, I always think that that's a unique perspective. And I think bettors are the ones that really understand that none of this stuff really tells you much. Maybe by week six, seven, you have, you know, a sense of maybe a handful of teams. Um, but the, the, so, so much changes, um, with that said, you said, you don't want to be the guy that shits on the team before the season started. I, I did the following and admitted that I did the following, I bet under eight and a half on Washington and I, and I, it's not because <laughs> I thought they were going to suck because I do think that they have talent. And I think that it would, it wouldn't surprise me if they're a competitive team this year, but I just thought that schedule, and I think the division's better than people think. I like Philly before the year. I bet them over seven plus one twenty. Again, one week, uh, week one doesn't yeah. mean anything. Don't spend that but money yet.
0: But yeah, one week looks pretty They've got talent
1: on defense. They've had talent on defense. Yeah, but I don't know what do we we don't know anything. Kevin, we don't know anything.
0: Kevin Sheehan, Kevin Sheehan podcast. Get it wherever you get your podcast. Also, uh, Team Nine Eighty Morning Drive. I got three things to talk to you about, and we're here for a good time, not a long time, so mark your clock 10 minutes or less on these. Coaches, owners, stadiums. Oh, and announcers. Four things. Four things in 10 minutes. Coaches, owners, stadiums, announcers. Coaches, did you see Joe Judge challenged a touchdown and lost a timeout because of it because he forgot all scoring plays are reviewed? How does this shit happen?
1: Wait a minute. Why do they accept the challenge if all touchdowns are reviewed? I thought they would just tell them, no, no, no you can't challenge us. You can't it's, challenge.
0: It's a either a, it's a penalty or a loss of timeout. They don't really. Want, yeah. They don't want coaches throwing their red flag out there when they're already going to look at it. So, so was yeah. it
1: a challenge? So are you sure he was challenging a score yes. or challenging what he thought was a score?
0: He, he's He was challenging a play that he thought uh, Joe Judge explains questionable touchdown challenge. All right? Okay. Uh, He says, I took full ownership of that. I told the team it's obviously something I can't do again to waste a timeout. That was something in the moment I needed to get somebody's attention to make sure they're looking at the same things we're looking at. (laughs) Whether he needed somebody's attention or not, there have to be more productive things than throw on the field in protest of a play that gets automatically reviewed anyway.
1: That's the, you know what i it's well it's terrible that he doesn't know the rule I mean all turnovers all scores are are automatically reviewed and then you know we still have the uh, and, you know under two minute thing as well um, I just thought in the past they would tell the coach no 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 this is not a, a play you can challenge it's automatically being reviewed yeah. I mean I,
0: well what, they, they, they what, charged him a timeout for it. Okay. No, I don't know. I, I guess I'd have to dig into the actual rule book to see what it is. But it was a, fuck yeah.
1: Unless up. there was some sort of delay, in, 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 maybe they call it delay a game. Um, and and I don't, whatever. I didn't know the rule.
0: Yeah. Well, the fact that see, this is the thing. These are
1: it's a silly rule, actually. Don't you think?
0: Well, yeah, but the point is, these coaches. Uh, I know what the point is. The coach millions know. of dollars. And they should know. It's the kind of thing that Belichick would never do in a million years. I always use the Belichick rule. It's like when I hear Ron Rivera say, we're not going to do the white-on-white jersey scheme. We're going to save that for big games. I'm like, so this is not a big game today? Would Belichick ever say that? No.
1: I, I did. Is, did Rivera say that? Yes, he did. We're not wearing we're not wearing yes. white on white because this isn't a big enough game? No, 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 Chargers- no.
0: No, he didn't say it that way. He just said, we're not going to do white on white. We're going to save those for big games, which implies some yeah. games are bigger than others. And you and I yeah. know that's not true.
1: And, and it's not what it's certainly it's not, not what <laughs> Belichick. Right, exactly. would do. No, it isn't.
0: What about Rivera not going for it on fourth and seventh? When the metric said, go for it at the plus 40 with time, wide, six minutes winding down, down four.
1: Well, I, I saw what you tweeted and I, I'm just not, Um, let me, well, let me answer the question. <laughs> I, of course, would have gone for it on okay. fourth and seven. That's number one. No, but number two, but the other part of it is this was not an obvious no brainer decision. No,
0: it wasn't. You, you, but it was still shrimpy. It was still not riverboat, Ron, riverboat.
1: Yeah, but I I, I just, you know, the fourth down analytics, the fourth down terrible punt decisions of the year. Information's great. Historical data is a nice tool, but context is really important. And I could see the case you could make for punting it. There were seven minutes and 40 seconds left. They're only down four. They've got a really good punter. The only two drives in the game that the Chargers had, they only punted twice in the game, and it was when they were deep in their own territory, and they couldn't protect their quarterback. You know, they they were being bum rushed on every drop back. So, fourth and seven was kind of a long shot. With that said, I would have thought, you know, I'm going for it here because I can't get my defense to get off the field. They're not going to get a stop. And, Zabe, If I punt it, they might be able to eat the rest of the clock going much more, you know, with much more real estate to travel. If they take over at the 40, at least maybe I can hold them to a field goal. So I, I would have gone for it. I think he made a mistake by not going for it. Cooley said today in the podcast, he goes, at the very least, you leave your offense out there to try to draw, you know, an offsides to get you to fourth and two. To go for it, um, and, and and that's a good point. They sent their punt team out right away. I mean, you're going to you're, you're, a five yard penalty is not going to hurt you in that spot anyway. For your punter, you know, at the other team's right. forty. Right. Um, But I would have, I would have gone for it. I think the 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 win probability without all of the historical fourth down, you know, numbers, just logically to me felt like their best chance was to make a fourth and seven yeah. and score on that drive, rather than putting the defense, which had not stopped them all day, back on the field.
0: Let's talk stadiums. Did you see the? Well, of course you did. How do how you like SoFi in Los Angeles? Full of fans. Gorgeous. Unbelievable. Unbelievable right. Like. Yeah, amazing. Yes. What are the yep. chan- what are the chances we get one of those? I don't know. I
1: mean, um, did you see the uh, the, the water the, pipe first?
0: Yeah. Well, they say it was rainwater.
1: Yeah, they say, it res- but as we know, it hasn't rained here in about a week and a half. But I don't know anything about that. Um, I I did find it interesting that they moved that whole section into sweet, sweets zabe which no, right sweets, right plural right, right and you which, know why which, which is empty
0: yeah exactly <laughs> see that's the hidden part of the story that many would overlook how in the fuck for yeah. opening day do you have empty sweets you can just move drenched fans who got hit with rainwater allegedly well, into it's because they, they're they not selling anything and what a i think either. i looked i looked at the upper deck and i was like Still not close to a sellout.
1: Oh no 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 no! It was the um, I I did the back of the envelope math on this, so it was fifty two thousand seven fifty. The announced, announced paid, all right, paid.
0: What is capacity so now in the uh, seventy two? I think it's still seventy two with the crippled, so. dismantled so. upper deck of FedEx. Yes.
1: But Zabe, this was. By my back-of-the-envelope math, thinking about the RFK days and when they started to sell out that stadium in the mid-60s, I think this was the smallest home-opening crowd in 50-plus years. Oh, God. Um, They had 57,000 for the Colt game a few years ago. Um, and that was really the beginning where you started to see, oh my God! I mean, nobody's going to these games and nobody's watching these games. Now, I I thought they were going to get a much better crowd there yesterday. Um, but 52 was the announced paid, and you know we what both you, know if, what they, do you, don't, if what, they don't win, people aren't coming back.
0: What do you think Thursday is going to be? Because it's a tough reach on a weeknight out yeah, there in Raleigh on traffic beltway, and I've got a lot of giant fans that'll be coming out of the weeds.
1: Well, maybe they will. Maybe they won't. The biggest issue with their night games on weeknights is traffic. I mean, yeah. you know, they had like six thousand people for the preseason game. I mean, they had four thousand yeah. for the practice that was free. Um, I don't know. I hope they do well. I, I when think, when
0: when do you think they're going to announce? Here's our new stadium. One year, one month, four years. I'm just well, throwing they have random to have things a, they,
1: They've got to have a location for it, and by all accounts, it's still not. Very easy with these jurisdictions. Yeah. Tommy, our good friend Tommy, believes they're going to have to build it right there on the on the landover site. I
0: think he's right. They've got nowhere else to go. And and how would you feel if they built a new FedEx on the old FedEx?
1: Um, not great. But um, I've become more like you. I don't really. I'm not going to these games anymore <laughs> and dealing with it. <laughs> I'm just not.
2: Okay, you know me, I'll, go, still, to a, I'll go to a
1: really I'll go to a big time Maryland basketball game three, four times a year. You know, I'll go to a Maryland football game. I have this true passion for that i have passion for the football team but not for going to those games in that location now if it's a beautiful I, stadium we'll, we'll, we'll go together you, once or twice we i love that I,
0: I know but here's the thing it's disastrous for the franchise whether you go to the games or not Ooh, to, to rebuild a new one in the middle of nowhere and for listeners that aren't from the dmv uh Landover, maryland is the middle of nowhere there's nothing out there there's no restaurants there's no infrastructure there's no bars. It's on the east side of the market. It's Beltway traffic. It no, it's bad.
1: Yeah, they, it's <sighs> down, downtown is the home run. Um, you know, to go along with maybe a team that's on the up um, swing in terms of winning uh, and and competence. Um, but yeah, I um, All right. uh, it's got to be DC. Yeah, All right.
0: owners Jeff Bezos wants to buy the Broncos. Broncos are going to sell. They think. By the end of the year. That is a hell of a franchise. It's a hell of a gem to get with an incredibly loyal fan base. He's got the money for it. four billion dollars is the is the word. And that would represent like two percent of his net worth. Or it would yeah. equate to about twenty five hundred dollars for an average American family. So in other words, it'd be like buying a couch. And some end tables at a high-end furniture store to buy the Broncos if you're Jeff Bezos. Do you think he'd be a good owner?
1: Uh, Say that again. I lost you there for a second. Do you think
0: Bezos would be a good owner?
1: I have no idea if Bezos would be a good owner. I mean, he's a bit of a weirdo. Not that a lot of these guys aren't. Um,
0: Who's the good owners in the NFL right now? Handful of guys. You're like, you know what? He gets it. Where do you stand on Jerry?
1: Uh I'm I'm not a big Jerry fan because I think Jerry's way too involved okay. in you know in the actual uh, in the actual football how about, thing.
0: How about Kraft?
1: Uh Kraft is a great owner. Bishotti's probably my favorite owner, okay. um even though I'm not a Ravens guy. I think Bishotti's a first rate owner. Um I gotta think about this. Um uh, you know, the, the guy in Carolina is a little bit, you know, David full of self, uh, Tepper with, you know, uh, uh, but, but he appears to be a pretty sharp dude. Okay. Um,
0: if you were owner of the Washington football team, what would you do?
1: If I were the owner of the Washington football team, what would I do for what
0: the first thing you would do? Give me your first uh, three big things. Bing, bang, boom. Uh, Well, let's, first, let's, let's pretend here. I'll, first of all, I'd go you check
1: my bank account again to make sure that I could afford it in the first place, which would be uh, incredible. I'd, I'd be in shock. Oh, what would I do? If I'll, help, I'll help I'll help you out.
0: I would say if I'm Bezos and I was Bezos rich, I would say, look, uh, D.C., I want to build a new stadium where RFK is. I'm going to pay for it because I'm yeah, a billionaire. Yeah. So let's work with me to clear out the red tape and make a real world class attraction for our nation's capital right where it belongs. Okay? That's number one. Number two, get a damn name. Quick. We're wasting time here. I know they're gonna get one soon. That will be that. And the third thing is banish Schneider from ever having anything to do with the franchise again. All right, that'd be easy enough.
1: Yeah. Uh yeah, the, the stadium, the name, which I have a little passion about, but you need one. I, by the way, I think that's the first thing I would do. I'd, I wouldn't give a shit about the difference in upside on revenue, especially if I had Bezos money. And the name of the team would be Washington FC or FC Washington. Um, It would not really? be the Washington Red Hogs or, or the Red Wolves or any of that stuff. see, um,
0: that's a very soccer-like yeah. Generation. Yeah,
1: it would be it would be a little bit uh, sort of a sarcastic slap back at the let losing the old name um which you know is another How about the Burgundy uh, and Gold? The name.
0: Washington Burgundy, Burgundy and Gold we'd be like the New Browns. You know, that Cleveland sounds Browns. Clunky.
1: The sounds Washington, clunky Sounds
0: The B&G. All right, well, fair enough.
1: It, the, yeah, um the brand but the Browns wasn't about a color, it was about a name, right? It's it it, about it, But Paul brown. brown
0: is a color though. That's the thing. Yeah. Um, All right. Uh, last thing: Do you think the Manning boys will be good tonight on ESPN yes. 2 Oh well, I'm going to watch it that way. Aren't you? I can't wait to watch it. I don't know if they're going to be good, bad, great, meh, or suck. I doubt suck. They might be kind of mad. We'll see. Peyton Manning is brilliant, and who knows about Eli? Maybe he'll impress me.
1: I have no idea what to expect. But it, it, you know, uh, no offense to Steve Levy, Lewis Riddick, or Brian Greasy. Um, I'll I'll try the alternate broadcast
0: to start all right very good we're still having a season we got 16 games to go another one coming up here in just three days win this yes and win this get taylor some some legs under him and go from there and let's hope the doctors perform a miracle on old stewbeard because we need it
1: uh yeah i don't i mean i, don't, I, don't, I doubt that's gonna happen um all right man good all to right catch up.
0: thank you kevin i owe you a home date on your podcast thank you bud see you there you go I don't know about you. I'm just going to say this. See what you think about it. I'm feeling Kevin Sheehan is losing a bit of his love for the hometown football team. Never heard him this sort of, eh, whatever. Ever, people. It's rather shocking. Kind of sad, actually. we we'll end on this today. Network TV spotters are very important. They probably don't get paid very much, if anything, at all. But when you say, okay, we're going to go to camera three, we got an ISO of one Matthew Stafford's wife, Kelly Stafford, there's one thing and one thing only you need to be sure of, that it's actually her.
2: Not being helped as his wife Kelly looks on, by that defense. The, and they never really had a, a running game in Detroit. I mean, they did have Calvin Johnson. But problems after problems, and then he's not being helped.
0: <laughs> Turns out that was not Kelly Stafford. Kelly
2: Stafford is in the yellow. There she is with a nine on it. You know, we, we go at warp speed here. We, When Matthew looks at the tape of this game and he goes, well, that's not my wife. We had... Somebody else shot before him. Close. Yeah. Well, they have photographic memories. They have an advantage over. Now you we're talking.
1: Yeah.
2: Four young kids, loving Southern California. Amazing story. We'll get into it later. But you talk about a family
0: that has perspective now. <laughs> the first, not Kelly Stafford was a lean and modestly handsome-looking woman with dirty blonde hair pulled up in a bit of a, a pony, whereas Kelly Stafford is a platinum blonde who looks very young for her age. Beautiful smile, no ponytail, and she was wearing a tight tank top in gold with the number nine... Right there on the front of her tank top. Yeah, that's that's it right there. That's her. Don't you think a camera guy or whoever the spotter was could have done a quick Google search on his phone to go, Ah, boop, 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 uh, Kelly Stafford. Do we have her? Is that her there in the stands? Good work, NBC. And for the woman that's not Kelly Stafford, I'm so sorry, ma'am. I hope you're happy with your current life and husband boyfriend situation you're in. But no, you are not married. To the hundred million dollar quarterback for the Los Angeles Rams. That is a wrap for today. Thank you very much for tuning in and downloading and everything else. Spread the word. Subscribe to Fridays if you want the full boat of me and become a true one percenter. Go to Zabe.com slash premium uh we've got a huge week coming up here as we always do during football season including scott and solly from the mobile strike studio Jayco, mr x and yes football five ways friday will return in earnest by the time the week is out thanks for listening and being a true ZabeCast loyalist have a great tuesday and we will see you next time to make winning this season your best ever with my bookie with a historic 18 week schedule, offering more action than ever before. You need a sports book casino. That's reliable and you won't find a better place than my bookie. I know you're going to bet this season. So do the smart thing and sign up with my bookie and use our promo code ZABE. That's Charlie Zulu alpha bravo echo to get your first ever deposit matched dollar for dollar that's extra money credited to your account instantly just for using promo code zabe and making your first deposit today bet anything anytime anywhere with my bookie and when you win get paid